You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christians from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. And the question for today, which is also the topic, is do you really trust God? Now, of course, if you ask this question to religious folk, they say, of course I trust God. I believe God. I believe God. Glory to God. But then what does that really mean? What does that really mean to believe God, to trust God? Right? And when we say believe, trust God, I'm sure we have specifics. Okay, I believe God for something. You understand? I believe, okay, I believe there is a God. That one is quite easy, I believe. <laughs> it's quite easy. But you have things like, oh, I believe God for, he will meet my needs, right? I believe God that he's going to take care of me. I believe God that he's going to protect me, right? I believe God that he's going to, you know, different things. I believe him, I believe him, I believe him. But... One thing I found out is that when people say that they don't understand how it works, people believe that believing God is this kind of automatic thing that just brings results. So, for example, you say, I believe God that my needs are met or my needs will be met. Ah, I trust in God, though, that God will do it. Uh-huh, that's another one. Ah, say, I know God will do it. God will do it. I'm, I'm so okay. God will do it. Many times, that God will do it is very suspicious because what people mean by God will do it is that I'll just fold my own hands here. I'll just do nothing. I'll just... But he will do it. He will do it. You know? He will do it. Or maybe it could be your health. Ah, I know God will heal me. I know God will heal me. And, you know, person's just there. Like, many times, people take the responsibility for whatever it is that they are they say they are believing for and just lived on god and i'm going to explain a bit better the bible tells us that god has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness right all things pertaining to life and godliness meaning that <laughs> whatever we need is on the earth here whatever we need he has already given us whatever we need is not with god if someone puts like this, that if, they, that if anything we're asking for God is not with God, in fact, if it were with Him, He would have given us already. So, the money you're asking for is not with God. He has already given it. The food you're asking for is not with God. He has already given it. The breakthrough you're asking for is not with God. He has already given it. The health you're asking for is not with God. He has already given it. There's nothing that God, you know, has held back. In fact, the Bible tells us clearly in Romans chapter 8, if you read down to the last, um, you know, verses, that it talks about how he did not spare his own son, but gave him up, right? He gave up his own son. And how would he, you know, after doing that, not what freely give us what all things? It's actually Romans chapter 8, verse 32. It says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things now the context of this chapter is really talking about the glorified or the resurrected body the new body that god is going to give us at the resurrection however you can still see it's a principle he that spared not his own son he did not spare jesus think about this when we look at god's provision for whatever it is the greatest provision god ever gave is jesus and mark the words gave already given already given 
right? But you know, Jesus has been given, yet many people will go to hell. Why would they go to hell? <laughs> because they've not received. Everything that we receive from God is on the basis of salvation. Salvation is actually the defining factor. Because the most costly thing that God will ever give you, think about it, is salvation. It cost him the most, yet it's free. So every other thing that you need still comes on the same foundation, the same platter. That it's free. There's nothing that God is holding back from you. But you see, salvation can also not be received. Yes. So imagine a person is just saying, oh, I believe God, I'll be saved though. I hope I'll be saved though. Yeah, I know God will do it. God will save me. I'm sure I'll be saved. I will be, you're talking like that. Nothing is going to happen because it's clear how a person gets saved. Romans chapter 10. It is very, very clear how you get saved. Romans chapter 10 from verse, if you read from verse 9, right? It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe what? In your heart that God raised from there, you'll be saved. For with that what? Heart. Man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Are you seeing that? For the scripture says whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. So in other words, they give you something to believe on. There is a provision made which is salvation. The gospel is preached, right? The word is preached. What is available is made known to you. Then you put your faith in it. You believe it. You act on it. And that is how you receive it. That is the basis. That's how we receive everything. Every single thing. Look at um, uh, the same text where it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God right talking about the message of salvation so the way it works is that god's provision has made available the way you get to know about it is by the word of god you hear the word of god by hearing the word of god it builds confidence in god's ability to give you that thing then you believe on it as you believe in it what happens because god's word you see we have god's faith and god's faith is ignited by god's word you read god's word you believe god's word but you know it doesn't just stop there mark 11 for example tells us clearly what it means to believe God's word. Mark 11, 23. One of the, in fact, the go-to faith text. This text has been so used. Thank God it's the word of God. If not, we would have been tired of it by now. How can you be tired of what's giving you results? You can't be tired. This, you know, God's word is like that. Regardless of the amount of times you use it, it is still true. It is a principle. It's principled. You know, we don't get tired of principles. They are the laws that govern life. You don't get tired of them. So, Mark 11, 22, For verily I say unto you, that whoever shall say to this mountain. Now, this is another place where people miss it big time in their faith walk. Because they are saying, oh, God will do it. God will do it. You are pushing the thing back to God. God will do it. Ah, I know he will do it. Ah, he will come true for me. Ah, yes, so, ah, I believe God. What are you doing? You are delegating or the what responsibilities are on you. You are giving it back to him. It's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. There's his part, which he has already done which is the crazy part. You know, if you realize that God has already done it, it, it falls is never on God's side. The fact that your needs were not made at a certain time was not God's fault. The, it, provision has already been made. Faith is just like a spoon that you use to draw out of it. Faith is how you eat. It's like a spoon you used to eat. Your parents have set a plate before you or a table before you and they've said eat and they are waiting for them to help you to eat. No, you are the one that has to eat now. That's how God has done it. So, and he gives us this principle. Whoever shall say to this mountain, you must talk. You, you say, you speak to the mountain. Be moved and cast into the sea. And then he says, you don't doubt in your heart. 
but believe the things you say will come to pass you however you say so in other words you begin to take corresponding action what does a person do who believes if i believe this is going to happen if for example i said um i am believing god for maybe school fees and i spoke and i spoke to the mountain of school fees in the name of jesus i command fees to come you know papa Hagen has a powerful book on on how to meet financial needs right it's called um, how god taught me about prosperity and he explains how you can actually use your faith work to command the ministry of angels right bind satan command ministry of angels but it's the same principle basically you call for the money to come after you've called it to come you understand you start thanking god for it and all that of course there are things like corresponding action because he says he says what and shall not doubt his heart but shall believe the things you say will come to pass if for example your school fees are going to come right if you're going to get admission to school what do you start doing if i are you what do i say i'll start preparing i'll start talking about it you understand i'll start sharing about oh i'm going to this school you understand I'm going to start getting bold about it. The problem with many people is that and there are two things, there are two extremes of this. One is that there are people that don't want to say this so that they don't sound proud or they don't want to say it and then it looks like it doesn't work out. And that's the problem. If you really believe it, if you really believe it to work out. So he says, I shall not doubt in his heart. So let me say this. Before, <laughs> it's, a, it's a mixed bag. Your faith work works with conviction. Many people don't get results because they have no conviction about something. See, when you are convinced about something, there's a way your approach, your mannerism, everything changes about you towards that thing. The same way you are convinced that you are a girl or a boy and nobody can change your mind about it. That is the same way faith works. When you are sure that, look, this is what I want. You are sure about this is what God's word has said and I believe it. Once you've settled it in your heart, I believe it. How do you settle it? Faith comes by hearing. Are you seeing that? Aha. We heard God's word. Confidence, faith came into us to get saved. So it's to continually hear that same word and, and that, that grows that faith conviction in us. So you keep hearing the word of God. Keep hearing it. Keep confessing the word of God to yourself. Keep thinking about it. Keep staying on it till it dawns on you that this is true. When you, it dawns on you that this is true, when you, are, you know you are more certain about it, you are certain this thing is true, then you say to the mountain, Many people just say to the mountain, hey, the mountain will move, mountain will move, mountain. I know. Because I also say that there are different kinds of things in your life that require different doses of conviction. Someone may have conviction concerning getting a phone, for example. He just believes that, look, I'll get a phone. Phone is not my issue. I believe no matter what, I'll get a phone. But that person, person, when you say, ka, ha, something is hard to just seize. Yet it's the same faith, the same faith of God that he used for phone, like I use for car. But there's a way the food car is big in his eyes, you know. It's like phone, okay. I know one uncle or auntie and or whoever that can give me, I believe God. I know how it's gonna come easily. But when it comes to what car, he who give me car in this world. This that, 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 that. You know, your mind just shuts down, collapses based on certain things that are big to you. But they're not big to God, they're just big to your mind. So whatever is big to your mind is gonna require more time spent to build conviction concerning that thing before you start to declare. It's true. So some people don't see results because there are things we mentioned. They delegate what they're supposed to do to God. Then there are those, okay, fine, you now understand this how it works, but you don't sit down and build, you know, del- you know, build roots in the word of God. Yes, because it's the more you hear the word of God, the more that conviction grows in you that this is certain, this is sure that I will have whatever I see. Are you seeing that? So it was there and you're not on the word of God, you're not confessing. And this, let me even say this, it is very hard to believe God in carnality. It is very hard to believe God when you're in the flesh. 
we are not invested in things of the spirit and not in the word of God, it is very, very, very hard to believe God. Because you see, what is the opposite of believing God is to live in the, in the flesh, to live in carnality, to actually live in the realm of emotions, to live in the realm of what is happening. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So in other words, the realm of faith is where the word of God is. The realm of sight is where everything else is. So if you're not walking in the word of God, you will continually, you, for, you say, oh, I'm healed. You will say to, I'm healed. I believe I am healed. Oh, glory. But once you start shivering again, you say, child, oh boy, wow, I, I sick bad, I sick, I don't do I sick here. If I know they go, I'm, I'm not going to school. You just cover a duvet or blanket or whatever and just stay like that. Yeah, and that's why you stay like that. That's why you do without it. You see that? So there's a, there's a serious balance. You have to understand that you personally have to, there has to be conviction in your heart. You don't doubt in your heart. And that only happens when you build your conviction in God's word. And how do you do that? Stay on the word. Read the word consistently. Take particular text or anything which I believe in for. Read it over and over again. Read it and get to the point where you begin to think on it, meditate on it, stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. It's a discipline. And what's the next thing you do? Begin to confess it. Begin to confess it every day. Confess it. Confess it. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. The Spirit of God is inside me. He makes my body alive. I'm healed. I mean, keep on doing that. Keep on doing that eventually with this combination of this thing it sinks into your heart that your heart because your heart is the believing apparatus it just sinks in there you just realize you're not stable in your convictions and if you're a Christian who has, if you've been a Christian for several years and you have been growing you realize there's some things you've conquered that it's not an issue to believe God for those things but there's some other things that are still looking big in your eyes that you have to still what you know squash children of Israel what happened to them the Bible says that after God told you know Moses they should cross over to the other side and you know Moses sent 12 spies. Out of the 12, 10 came back with an evil report. Why was it an evil report? Because they did not believe God. God had told them, take the land. They came back and said, no, we cannot take it. We are not able to go up. They even said that we saw the Anak. They were giants. Because there was actually the race of giants at that time. And I said, we were grasshoppers in our sight. You know? They said, we were grasshoppers in our own sight and in theirs. So they condemned themselves. They brought themselves low. And you know, because of that one thing they did for 40 years, the children of Israel could not enter. 40 years. Can you imagine? 40 years because of their evil heart of unbelief. You see? So, can you believe God? Believing God is beyond just looking random. That's why you see someone lying on a hostel bed and say, I believe God to heal me. Nothing happened. It's not true. That's not it. If you really want to understand how that healing thing works, go and read Kenneth Higgins' story about how he was laying on a bed of sickness with an incurable blood disease. He was bed fast for, for about 18 months or something like that. He was dying. They kept on telling him, you're going to die. You will die. Preachers who came who did not know about divine healing will tell them, don't worry, it'll be over very soon. You, you, you go very soon. Can you imagine that? So, with all the belief, he said the many nights he cried and cried and cried and bawled. Cried, 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 cried. Crying doesn't do anything. Crying does not move God. Let me say it. Faith is what moves God. And we say it like that not because God is not compassionate, but because faith is the principle of how to take from what God has given us and apply it into our lives. It's as simple as that. Guy cried, 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 nothing happened. It wasn't until he saw the light in God's word that healing belongs to us as believers. He acted on it and got healed. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how faith works. You see that? So next time you say, oh, I'm believing you, I'm trusting God, stop, pause for a minute and ask yourself, what do, you, what, what do I mean by that? Is this something I'm just saying, oh, God do it? Or am I actively believing God's word and taking corresponding action, right? Am I taking actions that are going towards that? Let me give an example before we go concerning those actions you take. 
after Papa Hagen looked at the book when he was a teenager and looked at the Bible and saw that healing would belong to him and everything. He saw it, stayed on it, and he believed it. What did he do? You know, he, he said, Oh, Father, thank you. I hear. I, I believe I received my healing. And one thing that the Lord, the Spirit of God said to him, he said that, Well, it's nine o'clock now. If you are healed, you ought to be up at this time of the morning or the, or the day. Abby, you ought to be up. So this is one that was bedridden and could not even walk. But he just slobbered, found his way, you know, down and, and then had, had held on to the bed post or something, hoisted himself up, you know, shaky legs and everything. And he said, I want to de- declare before God, the angels, the devil and everyone that I am healed from the top of my head, soul and feet. As he said that, you know, it was as if someone poured oil on his head or something. And there was just a sensation around from his head down to his feet and he was fine. You see that? Yes. So it comes by, you know, the, that con- that action you put something to work if i was healed what would i be doing many people are supposed to be healed they're believing over healing but the way you are you are like this a snuggled under a duvet somewhere no you have to get up move around you don't feel it in your body but because it's god's word you believe it so you don't allow your circumstances to determine what you do or what you don't do are you seeing that so that's it guys i believe they should have blessed you uh, you should have learned something about faith and you can also go inform some people that they're not in faith that they should they, that this is how they should walk in faith and also for yourself glory to god all right guys god bless you thank you for listening god bless you tomorrow we'll talk bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there